0: endeavors after killing a fay shopkeeper the wayward sons found their quest put on hold as they stood trial the archfey judges quickly found our heroes guilty of murder and various other fae crimes the sentence passed down by the judges was puzzling to say the least your sentence will be twofold we will take from you something you will never miss and we will give to you lies they for we have many things we wish you to see. Apparently free to return to their quest to end a millennia's long Cold War, the Wayward Sons turn their attention back to finding a legendary hero. All they have to do now is gain the favor of the Wild Hunt, a group of interdimensional hunters and trackers who ride with the enigmatic fae known only as the Horned Rider. This is the story of the Wayward Sons, featuring Amy Jostino as the dwarven barbarian, Tharina Thunderhelm.
1: What about my brute barbarian strength?
0: Adam Rogers as the gnomish rogue, Malkin Kessel.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would like to check for traps and all the rogue stuff,
0: but. Devin Salisbury as the Eldrin wizard, Varus Leodon.
3: But I also know from my vast knowledge of history if the city was or was
4: not built
0: on rock and roll. Nick Feely as the Alvin Fighter, Aramil Galladinal.
4: Let's just let's find our way out of the Feywild and get back to our
0: actual mission here. And Evan Chamberlain as the Human Cleric, Elmin Corster. As much as I would love to see you fight this guy, remember why we're here, please. And now, episode two, the Wild Hunt.
2: So, are we stuck in this thing? Or do we get our bird? <laughs> we forgot to
0: bird. Oh yeah, do we get our bird back? Man, I hope we have that bird. As you exit the Coliseum courtroom, two members of the Warden Orr, the Fey Guard of the Summer City, are waiting for you. They return to you your effects. Remind us what you all look like now that you're wearing your own clothes and gear again.
2: Malkin is wearing worn brown leather with a bandolier across his chest that has four dragon teeth in it from the dragons that he's slayed, and a kind of crudely stitched uh, symbol of Tempest that he made after kind of being converted by Elliman. Um He also has a black eye patch over his right eye, covering up the scar from when he lost his eye at the tower. He has his crossbow slung over his shoulder, along with a quiver of bolts, and he has a sword coming off of uh, like a utility belt that's kind of around his waist.
1: Did we? Did I get Diggy back already? Like, did she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it wouldn't have mattered. But the first thing I did after I got her back was put the necklace back around my neck. So when I get all my stuff back, I put all my armor, stick the two hammers that I don't normally use, uh, like crisscross behind my back, uh, sheath some of the, the couple of short swords and daggers I have um, down my side pocket kind of things, and then I take Bahar off, and is there like a tree or something near me? Something that is not somebody's property that I could
0: like, what kind <laughs> of thing are you trying to hit?
1: I don't know, I just want like a rock or a tree or I don't know, something to just be like, okay, yeah, my hammer still works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure there's yeah there's a, a rock on the ground
1: be like okay okay so then I will like do a quick little like twirl of my hammer and like whack it like you would like a croquet mallet Um, and just be like okay yeah I still got it
3: so it's kind of like a mix mash of like kind of leathers and cloths Um, he wasn't a very traditional like typical wizard you'd see where he's very like baggy robes he was more kind of like You know, well put together, um, not dragging on the ground kind of robes, but like loose fitting enough. And um, it's a lot of dark leathers of like, um, like dark black and a like a deep royal blue throughout. He's got the elder shawl kind of draped over him. It's probably the most prominent piece on him that you would maybe notice right away. A two fancy rings. He's got pretty long white hair that looks put together, but is also shaggy looking at the same time. It's kind of unnatural look about him. Yeah, uh, that's about it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't appear to be carrying much on him, baggage wise.
5: I think Elman would probably, he'd put like his regular plate on that he has, which at this moment is not very ornate or anything, because it mostly gets covered up by his tabard that he has. But he put that on and then any other like armor pieces that need to. And then then the tabard, which is uh, it's all white with the um, the mark of, you know, Tempest on it in the front and in the back. Then like belt around that sword belt um, with his uh, dagger that he's had that Fen gave him years and years ago. Now she the sword uh, put his uh, bag of holding on and then we'll um, probably take the Fanroth uh, and put that on his back for now. And then uh, take his helmet, and I'd, I'd say he has like a like a little clip that he'd put it on, or uh, he'd probably like tuck it in between where the top of the bag of holding is. So if he needs,
4: to, he can get his helmet pretty fast. Okay, that's 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 typical of what he would wear. Airmail uh, walks over and, and first puts on the Black Forest Guardian, which is his studded leather armor, sort of a like a almost a full body black leather armor suit with some gold trim on it. And he then he picks up the, a short dagger that he has and puts it in a sheath around his waist. Then he sort of, at the same time, puts around his shoulders the quiver of arrows and the bow that he has. And then last, he kind of takes his uh, his a cloak that's sort of forest green, and he kind of wraps it around. And then the last thing he does is, is buckle the brooch in the front, which is a, a blue sun for the Cerulean Suns.
0: As you are getting your gear resettled, the Wardenors stick around... They do not seem terribly concerned about your presence, but they seem to be here more because it's simply their job to do so. Behind them, the market of the Summer City stretches for miles. Even though you have seen its wonders before, it's hard not to stop periodically, to gaze in awe. Ten-foot-tall, scale-covered sloths pull carts that jingle with dangling tools seemingly made of starlight. A two-headed elephant the size of a gerbil runs in a soap bubble like a hamster ball like a very happy drunk it circles the air above a blue skinned goblin who is surrounded by other bubbles filled with trinkets a group of were rabbits haggle with a bear who has wings like a monarch butterfly at issue is a bow made of silver wood one of the were rabbits begins to weep into a bottle and the bear looks satisfied with the price A horrifyingly beautiful fae is lifted off the ground by a swarm of dragonflies. In one hand, they carry a glass jar filled with yellow, fizzy liquid that is constantly changing shape. One moment it looks like a sailboat, then it melts and reforms into an hourglass. Then it becomes a fork. And so on. It is said that there is nothing your heart could desire that you can't find in the summer market. That, of course, depends. And the price you're willing to pay for it amid all these wondrous things the five of you and your trophy are drawing more than a little attention in addition to your gear the wardenor have returned to you the corpse of the adarna you hunted down the great bird has a wingspan of nearly 20 feet its feathers and coloring are gray and brown like rocks and earth in life the merest touch of its feathers turns flesh to stone These birds are well-known and well-feared, so the fact that you have survived and succeeded at hunting one does not go unnoticed by the slowly-growing crowd. It is worth noting that Glorious Purpose, before you killed him, played a significant role in helping you track and then survive your encounter with the Adarna.
2: Yeah, okay, fuck that bird. Fuck that bird! He didn't do shit for us.
0: (laughs) Alright, well... Uh, now that you have everything back, uh, what would you like to do?
2: I <laughs> want to go, like, talk to the Summer Queen and
4: apologize. Nah, no, I don't care. Okay. So, let's just let's find our way out of the Feywild and get back to our actual mission here.
5: So, so are we no longer? Uh, we lost our titles in the Summer Yeah,
2: we can't like go beg her for forgiveness.
0: You could try.
1: Does that also mean that we are trapped here until we have another way out?
0: You were gonna have to do that anyway. Because the portal key is only one way. Oh.
1: Well, uh. alright.
5: This whole trip, this whole mess with Glorious and the trial, it really was all about getting this bird so we can prove to the Wild Hunt that we're hunters, right? I I think so. We have the bird, and we know where we can summon the Wild Hunt. So if we want to do anything else, we should do it before we
4: leave this city. I was overruled, so no. That's not to be my decision. Like, do we want to go see the Summer Queen and try to apologize and get our shit back, or do we not care?
1: Wait, I thought we had our shit.
4: No, like in our titles and our. Oh, I don't care about that. And all that stuff. It's, I don't. Tharina
1: says the least amount of time spent in the Feywild is for the better. So. I don't like to hear, and I kill people. So. Mm.
4: Okay, that right there. I'm now pointing at Thorina and Malkin specifically. That right there is the only thing we have to do.
0: Keep these two idiots from killing anyone else. <laughs> Good point. Let's go. Um, okay, so you kind of lash the Adarna to—I um, think we had said you were like carrying it like on a pole, almost like on a, like a like a roasting spit between two of you on the with your shoulders. So you lash it onto that again, and you kind of start making your way out of the city. And there's definitely a lot of commotion. Most of the people either have heard about or were at the trial, um, so they just—you know—they just saw everything that went down. And even on your way back into the city before all of this mess um they were very interested by the fact that you're carrying the sadarna um so the, the you know that the bird itself was getting a lot of attention so you're getting even more attention now and as you head out of the city towards horn hill which is only it's only about half a day north of the summer city a bunch of Fay are following you kind of like a little caravan from traveling behind you as you head to the hill
1: well, are they, like, following us because they're, like, making sure we don't do anything, or following us because they're like, oh my god, these people are amazing?
0: It's, it's definitely more like a circus atmosphere. Like, they want to see what happens next. Like, they're okay, really interested in, in what you guys are going to do. By the time you make your way across the bridges that lead out of the Summer City, there are probably at least 40 Fey folk following you. You are again struck by how these bridges that span a thousand feet look so much like delicate lace that might blow away in a stiff breeze, but they easily hold the weight of the tremendous traffic in and out of the city. As you make your way across the Summer Valley, a few more Fae folk join in the little crowd behind you. The excitement of this group is is tangible, even from the the small distance at which they are following you. The very land itself seems to be eager to see what happens next. And it seems like in no time at all, you're at the lip of the valley. You see the boundary of the summer land like a spotlight of bright June sun. And on the other side, an almost dreamlike pseudo-twilight dawn. You step through into the now familiar strangeness of the Fae skies. It is as if the sun is setting in the west and rising in the east at the same time. The sky above almost seems to dance with swirls of twilight purples and dawn oranges. Your trip to Horn Hill takes you less time than you thought it would. In just a couple hours, you see it come into view, and even at a distance, you can tell that this is it. The hill itself is an unassuming lump of earth, only about 50 feet tall, maybe 100 feet around. It's covered in a bluish-teal grass. What stands out about it, and so much so that people apparently couldn't think to name it anything else, is a giant horn that wraps around the hill. It looks very much like a hunting horn you'd see made from an ox or a bull's horn, except that the bell of this horn is about 10 feet wide, and the horn runs for hundreds of feet in a spiral as it wraps around and up the hill to the top where the mouthpiece sticks up like a little spire. And before you killed him, Glorious had told you that if the Wild Hunt could be summoned, and they are fickle, so it's not always a given, but if if they were to be summoned, you would have to take the Adarna to the top of the hill, present it there, and then sound the horn. Yes. Okay. I could roll, Um, like, a horn check. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to make you roll any kind of check for that. You've you've used horns before for signaling like while you're on patrol um like with the veil answers or things like that so you you know how to do it and this just happens to be like a really big horn but you you can do it so you step up to the mouthpiece and blow into the horn and this thunderous peal of a call comes rolling out of the horn The ground beneath your feet and the clouds above you actually visibly shake and reverberate as this call swells out in all directions around you. And then following that, there's just silence. And this is this is particularly strange because in the Wild you kind of have gotten used to the fact there's just sound everywhere. There's bugs and birds and animals like singing or talking, actual talking, um, or meow calling or moving about. And there's that huge caravan of Fey that have now like made kind of a circle around the base of the hill, and everything is silent until there's another rumbling from the sky this time that kind of echoes down and reverberates across the land, almost the complete, like, reverse of what the the horn just let out. And then in the distance, you see the kind of the clouds um Almost like right on that line between the twilight and the dawn sides of the, the Feywild sky. There's like a, it looks like there's like a rip in the clouds. And these shadows, like shadow, little tiny shadows start kind of like pouring out of that rift. And they start, they're, they're coming toward the Horn Hill. And as they draw closer, you see that they are That's thousands of riders on various types of mounts. Um, it's a lot of humanoids on like horse type mounts, but there's, um, you know, dwarves on Pegasi. There are unicorns that are running on their own. There's like Tabaxi that are riding these like massive rabbit type mounts. Um, and they are all like kind of running across the the sky as if it was solid earth as they as they draw closer you kind of start to start to see more of these you know details of the hunters coming through the clouds they kind of begin to like circle around and um a group of them break off probably about like 20 of them break off from this main group that continues to circle around horn hill and they the group the hunters are so many that like as they begin to circle it becomes like an actual full circle like there's no point in which there's not mounted hunters circling above you about a dozen riders break off from the circling procession overhead the group begins to run in a lazy spiral slowly drawing closer to the ground you get a good look at these riders as they draw near there's an elf riding a long thin wingless dragon A mouse the size of a pony hops on hind legs like a kangaroo's. On its back is a rider you think is about the size of a halfling. It's hard to tell because the figure looks more like a comet made of hair, with two spindly arms and legs poking out the front. A dwarf rides a large ram that has two sets of horns on its head. There is a... you're not quite sure what to call it. It looks like a centaur if, instead of a horse's body, it had the body of a griffin. Standing out amid all these riders is the one in front. They ride a silver panther. They are wearing what looks like plate armor, but as it draws closer, you see it is made of wood. Instead of creaking and shifting like rigid plates of steel, this armor flexes and moves like with the rider, like it's a second layer of skin. On top of their head is a helm made of the same wood instead of eye slits or a visor the face is blank save for a, a single dark twisted knot that is slightly recessed where you'd expect the left eye to be stretching out from the head in a way that makes you think they belong to the rider instead of the helmet are a pair of stag's horns they are magnificent the figure is maybe eight feet tall and the horns spread out at least six feet in either direction and rise another six into the air. The horned rider and its entourage lands with a dull thud and a small burst of dust. The accompanying riders immediately take a position, lining up on either side of the horned rider.
5: I'm gonna walk up to the leader, introduce myself. Uh, I am Elmin Korster. I am a champion of Tempest, the god of war. I'm seeking Igraine Venguin, she's a famous hunter and warrior who rides with your tribe.
0: The horned rider gives you a single nod that would be almost imperceptible if it were not for the huge horns that sway forward as they do so.
5: May May we speak with her?
0: there is a little grunt (laughs) as a gnome dismounts from a rhinoceros the size of a Great Dane. The gnome saunters forward, getting between you and the horned rider. They are wearing black thigh-high leather boots and maybe little else. It's hard to tell because at least a dozen bandoliers lie on each shoulder and across their torso. From their waist, falling in strangely angled layers, is at least a dozen belts tucked in neat, tight rows along each bandolier and belt are teeth. Most are sharp, canine types. Some are just an inch or two long, but there are a few of them the size of short swords. The gnome looks Elliman up and down, hooks his thumbs into his belt, and says, What the fuck makes you think you can talk to any of us?
5: Well, we did just slay that thing. And I point at the, uh... The bird.
0: Mm, he looks around you and is like, "Was that a, an Adarna?"
5: It is an Adarna.
0: It's not. It's not bad. It killed my first when I was uh, when I was in diapers. But you know, if this is the best you guys can do, that's probably good.
1: Well, if you'd like a more personal demonstration of what we can do.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! We just got out of prison because of that.
1: Fine.
0: The gnome gestures at the bird, and an orc hops off of a large red bull the orc moves over to the bird and begins pulling medical-looking instruments out of a leather bag. They start investigating and measuring the Adarna. So what is it, uh, what is it you think you want with our, uh, our friend you say we have?
5: We need to speak with her about a war that she fought in many, many years ago.
0: We've all fought in many wars. Maybe, uh, maybe one of, uh, another one of us can help you.
5: Uh, the War of the Champions that took place on the Primaterial Plane.
0: Oh, yeah. That bore. Yeah. Well... Um... Again, what makes you think that you can talk to her, if she's even here?
5: I was gonna say, um, a friend of hers sent us to look for her as well. A Glarion.
0: At that, he kind of, like, he leans his head back a little bit, like he's kind of, like, listening to something behind him. As you don't say. Well see the thing is we're not we're not big on doing favors uh it's it's nice y'all y'all uh caught this bird here but um we also have a, a reputation to, to upkeep and since you brought half the fucking summer city to come watch um <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna need to something else um Always fucking how happening. would you how'd you feel about taking part in a great hunt let's go Sounds awesome.
1: Oh wait, I'm not very good at like quietly hunting things, though.
0: Don't worry, doll. It's more of a battle royale. Oh,
1: well, those I'd... I'm great at.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
5: What? Can
0: you elaborate, please? It's a it's a thing we do every now and then uh, to see if uh, if a champion emerges, we give him a little favor or let him ride with us for a while. Um, we got a couple other contenders already in the wings. Basically, you and your friends here, we would drop them on an island uh, with a couple other teams, and whoever comes out alive, we talk to them.
1: But are there any giants?
0: I don't think we got any giants this time. But uh, Okay, we're good.
5: We need to kill them is what you're saying.
0: Uh, well, you do with them what you do with them. You just got to make sure
1: you're the only ones that uh, walk out of there. said, so, are there any repercussions for killing them?
0: Um, maybe if you got something with your conscience, but uh, the only consequence is uh, you get to talk to us.
1: Okay, well, we just got done with one murder trial. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't happen a second time.
0: Do I look like a judge?
1: I mean, I... Do I look a like a judge? little right now. No, of course okay. not.
5: Will this be a fair fight?
0: Uh, I mean, it's as fair as it can be. All you guys are going to start uh, just with just your wits. Any gear you might want to use... We're gonna hide around the island with uh, other weapons and equipment. Awesome.
1: Look, I was just separated from my hammer for like days. It's not happening again.
0: Oh, boohoo. Yeah, if you're not worth anything without your hammer, maybe you don't. Maybe you shouldn't have it. I like this guy. How about, about you
1: about. try to find me? We we'll see what happens.
0: He flourishes a couple of daggers. He's like, "I'd love to, darling. Let's do it."
1: Okay.
5: I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like Toria, please. We we literally just did this. <laughs>
1: They can't take my hair from me.
5: But uh, we're here. Remember, remember the mission. As much as I would love to see you fight this guy,
4: remember why we're here, please. I want to go home.
1: Fine, 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 fine. Right. You're right.
4: We just need to be likable in there so that someone gives us sponsors and then they send us them. <laughs> <laughs> please. I'm
1: going to reluctantly agree.
4: Thank you. I really appreciate that.
5: I
0: want to go home. The hunters then appear to make some sort of announcement that you neither see nor hear, uh, because other contenders begin to arrive. Portals open atop the hill, and teams walk through. Um, Off to one side, orange-rose petals begin to fall out of thin air, in a column so thick that you can't see through it. The falling of the petals begins to slow and eventually stops revealing six orcs with shining breastplates and silver lances sitting atop sleek-looking lizards. A few teams are simply not there one minute, and then, after the blink of an eye, appear. As the teams gather, you get a few more details. There will be 20 teams. From what you see around the hilltop, the teams will range in size from 3 to 10. Four of the teams will be made up of five hunters from the Wild Hunt. They will begin with their mounts, armor, and weapons. You don't have to kill them to win, but they will definitely be trying to kill you.
2: Airmill, we're allowed to fight those guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, once
4: we're on the island we can fight anybody.
2: But you don't want to get bogged down in like unnecessary fights.
0: Ready, right. I wanna to get to the island, so because that's a necessary fight. As the final teams appear and get lined up, you notice that behind each team there is now a tent, about the size of a phone booth. They are made of purple and yellow striped fabric. The doors flap and shift in a breeze, even though there is not a breeze atop the hill right now. Through the cracks in the flapping doors, you catch glimpses of a wide open sky on the other side. Another horn blows, and the teams rush into their tents. When you do so, you find yourself falling. The other teams are falling through the air around you at various distances. Below you, growing closer, is an island. It looks something like this map. For our listeners, I'm probably not going to post the map because it's it's definitely not ready for prime time. Um, and once they get on the ground, the, the full map would be less important. But here is an idea of what they see as they fall most of the center of the island is a wide open rolling fields heading north from there there is the ruins of a city then a river some woods and the wreck of a large sailing ship on the northern tip of the island going clockwise around the island there is a tower jutting out of the center of a lake a temple on an island just east of the main island A desert stretches from there down a peninsula to a tower on the most southeastern tip of the island. West of that, there is a mountain range, then a large ranch with animals grazing in the fields. Further west is a sprawling mountain range with a fortress in the center. These mountains take up most of the southwestern part of the island. North of that, the mountains stretch until they meet marshland. And the marsh extends to the most northwestern part of the island. There, nestled in the marsh, is what appears to be a coliseum. So, first, we need to decide where you would like to try and land.
4: But it's more likely our items and armor are at one of the places, not in the middle.
0: Right. You can find you can find other items just about anywhere else. Um, and I should mention that that to use even like your class skills you're going to have to have an item and using items is going to use a mechanic like the everyone's most f- favorite RPG mechanic durability so if you find a sword and you start like if you attack with it you might only get like three attacks before it breaks or if you use that sword as like a spell focus you might only be able to cast three spells before it breaks
5: Oh, so we can't even cast spells right now?
0: Right. Um, yeah, all all class abilities are limited to having an item, a class specific item that they they can use. So.
1: What about my Root barbarian strength?
0: Um, you will need something to rage even. Brute. <gasps> <clears throat> I. It does mean that if you anyone that you run into who doesn't have an item is not going to be able to do any special attacks against you. So. Okay.
4: So where do you guys want to start?
5: I'd say the ranch. Um, um, I would say Stag Cross Ranch.
2: I was gonna vote for the shipwreck,
5: but I was gonna vote for Cloud Falcon City.
2: I was also gonna
3: vote for Cloud Falcon City.
1: Yeah, Cloud Falcon City.
5: Okay. Let's not make it too complicated, yeah.
0: There's just a like there's a lot of stuff around
3: there and we can move from there to
0: other places quickly. I'll bring the map back up here in a second, but um, so this is a specialized die. On two of the sides, they're basically it's like a direct hit. The other ones are directional arrows. So we're going to roll this in a d6 to see how close to Cloud Falcon City you actually get. Cool. So. Pretty close. Good. So the five of you are doing the arms back skydiving pose as you streak through the air. Those of you who present as male are wearing uh, skimpy leather bikini bottoms. Um... <laughs>
1: um i would like to ask if the skimpy bikini is actually like supportive bikinis because running around when a non-supportive bikini is dangerous
0: well yours is actually a very tasteful one piece it's the it's (laughs) the uh the men who have leather thongs on
3: good okay as as the men are they supportive bikinis for us men
0: (laughs) is mine big enough
1: I mean, a shoestring would be big enough,
0: right? Oh, no. <laughs> you each also have a single use amulet of Featherfall, which you pop as you near the ground. You all gently land in a grassy field about two sectors away from the ruined city. And so now we are going to be doing mostly kind of basic exploration rules here. So, like what kind of train you're moving through, how you're moving through it, you know fast or keeping an eye out or trying to be sneaky will determine how far you get on each turn and how easy it is for you to see other teams or be seen by other teams Uh, foraging in this case instead of finding food you will have a chance to find items Um, and then of course you can do just about anything else that you want or want to try and we'll figure it out okay i think the
4: first thing we need to decide is if we're going to be hunters in this hunt or if we're going to be survivors because there's going to be a big difference between hiding from other groups or trying to go out and kill as many groups as possible.
3: Well, I mean, our goal is to be the last people standing, so... Yes. But I mean, there's pros and cons. If we if we hide and survive, that's great. We'll get to the, like, last group quickly but then that also leaves the last group's going to be decked out with some good stuff.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I would say we try to find as much like weapons as we can and if we come across people who we have to kill while we're doing that, so be it. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd say we probably find a, a bunch of supplies that we can and then be on the attack to prevent them from getting more things and also take their things. Okay.
0: So the five of you are standing in a grassy field. The grasses are about a foot and a half high. They wave in a gentle breeze. In the distance, maybe about a half a mile from you, you can see the silhouette of the ruins of Cloud Falcon City. To the north, you see the forest, and you know that there is a river between you and it. What would you like to do? I'm just now heading to the city and then search.
1: I say we go to the city, but I feel more more comfortable if I could like find a weapon of some sort. Even uh, if I have to like pull a tree in from under the ground. <laughs> uh,
0: that would be s that'd be a scavenge. So you can certainly do that. And again, the rest of the team can leave you behind if you want, but
1: I can't scavenge while I walk.
0: You can, but it will cut your movement in half and also cut your chance of finding something useful in half. So
4: we don't each make a move. We move as a team.
0: You ca- like, you can split the team, but then the team is split. Um, gotcha. We're so, like, nowhere. if Lorena scavenges and everybody else moves on, you guys have to wait a turn for her to catch back up.
4: I am all for scavenging as much as possible at first until we can at least get stuff.
3: We should get close to the city, scavenge, and then go into the city.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. And go. Are you controlling,
4: like, five other teams or something?
0: Well, since we're just beginning, there's 19 other teams, but I built a series of encounter tables to kind of try to simulate what all the rest of them are doing without actually having to do a turn for each one of them. And so actually, as you continue to move forward towards Cloud Falcon City, you hear a horn echo across the island. I think that means they're dead. the Hunger Games, isn't it? Just like the Hunger
4: Games, Fortnite, and Oregon Trail mixed together.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so as you are coming near the outskirts of Cloud Falcon City, it's a was once a pretty large city. Toward the center of the city, some of the larger structures remain. A few towers still stretch 30 or so stories into the air. Some of the towers have various levels of bridges spanning between them plazas and parks dot these skyways though most of them have fallen adding to the plethora of ruined and crumbling buildings below there are big piles of stone and other debris down the streets that you can see and it looks like there are some sections of the city completely cut off by towers that fell and blocked numerous streets as you near the city uh, based on passive perception element and malkin you see movement on the third floor of a building near the edge of town
5: um, guys, I just saw somebody. I think there's somebody in the
0: city already. Like, how close were they? Um, a, a building, like, three stories up. You're still about 600 feet from the first buildings, uh, or what's left of the first buildings at the edge of the city, and the tower you saw the movement in is about four blocks into the city. So can we scavenge, like, right here? Uh, they're about to shoot us. Yeah. Yeah, probably you can scavenge, scavenge right here. I say we scavenge right here.
1: All right, we're scavenging.
0: So I'm going to need each of you to make a perception or investigation check. Uh, Your choice. Based on that number, there are degrees of both quantity and quality of items that you could possibly find, based off of a randomized table that I have. 19.
1: 18. I got a 6. 22. I got an 8. Element.
0: You found a set of leather armor?
4: Oh, okay. I'm going to put it on.
0: That is AC 11. Oh, it doesn't fit. Sorry. <laughs> and it has three durability. You also found a pouch that will let you hold two items. Therina, you found a set of hide armor.
1: That is made for a human.
0: It is magical, so it it shifts to fit you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's AC 12. If you ever take a rest in a cave, you get an extra point to your armor class. You also found a magical warhammer.
1: <gasps> Yay! It's not mine though, is it? No. Can I pick it up?
0: You can. It's a maligning warhammer of teeth. Plus two to attack and damage. And it does an additional d8 of damage on attacks of opportunity and has a durability of six. Aramil, you find a broken table. (laughs) Dude, you're going to hit so many people with that broken
5: table?
4: Can I, like, further break it and just use, like, a table leg as
0: a club? Sure. It's a a 1d6 as a durability of 1. Can I have one of those, too? Sure. There's four legs. Varus, you found a holy symbol of the Lord of Light. Varus, you also found a silver dagger. You can write it down as an earthen chris, plus two to attack and damage. When you are hit with an effect that would move you, you only move five feet.
2: Move him physically or emotionally?
0: Both. <laughs> <laughs> and it has six durability. Malkin, you find some needle and thread.
2: Just over here knitting mm-hmm. in the corner, <laughs>
4: Playing against the tree. Where are you guys right now? You're shut down.
2: I remember. We've only gotten one thing so far. I mean, I immediately <laughs> picked it up and just threw it back on the ground.
4: Can I? Can I give
3: uh, my dagger to Malkin?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And say I feel like you can get better use out of this than I could. That's right, dude. And I'll also throw the symbol over to element, and I would say, I don't know if
5: you can use this, but here. Thanks. Um, what I feel if typically sad if I try to use, like, a channel divinity through this or something? I don't think so. Okay, then I will use it, and I will respect it, even though he is not my god.
0: As you are still picking your way through the rubble, looking for anything potentially useful, a small hail of arrows and rocks begin to fall on the party. Malkin you are going to get hit by two arrows for 17 damage Varus you're going to take one rock for 9 damage Aramil got hit with an arrow for 14 damage and threenut gets hit with an arrow for 12 and now let's roll initiative
3: 24 I got 24 for Varus Malcolm can go
0: first. Uh, sixteen.
1: Fifteen.
0: Nine. So Malkin is gonna lead us off. The five of you are still kind of scattered among some rubble and debris on the street between a number of abandoned buildings and the arrows and rocks be coming from a couple blocks down.
2: I want to, uh, go crouch down behind a ruin. Um, anything else? Nope, cause I only have a stagger. So, Okay.
4: Yeah,
0: I think, like, can we just, like, there's no way we can just go around. Tell me a little bit more about what you're planning here, what the goal would be.
4: I'm thinking, like, if they're looking out one side of a building, we can't just, like, go around to the other side of the building.
0: I see. Okay, so not like you're trying to bypass them, but trying to get around, like, to sneak up on them. Okay, okay, yeah, what you've seen of the city so far and kind of the basic layout of things that you don't see any reason why you shouldn't be able to do that Um, that's
4: what I think we should do I'm using hand signals to point that we go to the other side of the building I mean if
2: he did that like if he saw me go to like hide I mean I could like nod back at him and like crouch and like keep you know walking like
0: so then so Malkin you are (laughs) hiding and making your way like that that way
2: Yes, like, I guess I would try to get behind something big, and i turn around to look and see if everybody's going to follow what he said, and then if Mm -hmm. they are following,
0: then I will keep going. Okay. Go ahead and roll stealth for me, then. 28? Okay, so Malkin starts making his way down the street, and I think that even the four of you lose track of him from time to time as he darts from, like, one pile of rubble to, like, the remnants of an open door, then to, like, sidle along a fallen pillar... Varus, you're up.
3: I would like to you get into like the, the some ruin building of some sort as cover. Mm. Um that's kind of in that direction as well. As long as I had cover
0: from the people shooting arrows at me, i want to try to scavenge again. So scavenge does take like an entire turn. But if you want to move ahead and like stay in cover and like find a good place to be able to scavenge next turn while being safe from the attackers. I would let you roll stealth for that now, and then that stealth roll would carry over to next turn when you wanted to scavenge. Okay, cool. So then uh, go ahead and roll stealth. 24. I always forget that Avaris is like the most acrobatic wizard ever. (laughs) So he also heads off down the street, darting from one bit of cover to another, uh, eventually finding... A hole in a, uh, the wall of a building and inside you can see that most of the, the roof and the far wall to like in the direction of the attackers is all intact so the you'd be able to scavenge within this ground floor room next turn up next is the other team they do not appear to see Malkin or Varys or at the very least are not shooting at them but there is another volley of projectiles but those rolls were horrid. Apparently, now that you are aware of the fact that people are trying to shoot you, you are much harder to hit. A few arrows go whizzing by Aramel and therina A rock crashes into the rubble next to Elliman. And speaking of which, it is Elliman's turn. Um, how many, are, how many people are
5: shooting at us? Do we know?
0: You would guess at least five. And how far too. away are they? We're not going to be super strict with distance in terms of moving, just because I don't want this to be like 10 turns of you running down the street. But you think you've got to be pretty close to the maximum range for elevated longbow fire.
5: Would that be more than 120
0: feet? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm just going to cast Shield
5: of Faith on myself. I'm going to run up to where my uh, companions are going.
0: So Element is briefly bathed in glowing divine energy and then he starts running down the street Thorina, what would you like to do?
1: I'm following the group with whatever they want to do so I'm just hiding in the ruins until we're closer enough
0: Okay, go ahead and roll stealth 17 That's pretty good all right. I know, I'm shocked So some more projectiles are flying at you all and the rest of the group has begun to make their way down the street toward where the attackers are and Aramil, what are you doing?
4: All right, I'll advance as well and use stealth.
0: Roll it up. 22. So you also begin to duck and dodge and and dart your way up the street toward the attackers. Back at the top with Malkin.
2: I mean, I just want to keep stealthing. Okay. To the side of the
0: building. So roll stealth one more time. 18. We'll just say that 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 brings you up to, like, the base of the building that most of the the shots are coming from. There are a couple shots coming from one building across the way, but it seems like the majority of them are coming from the one where you are right now, but you are still hiding. Varys is in an abandoned building and wanted to scavenge, right? I wanted to try to find something that I can fight with or defend myself with, at least. Okay. Roll Perception. Oh boy. Thirteen you find a small patch of uh, abyss weed Ooh. It's one use and grants you freedom of movement for an hour so Malkin is at the base of the building and therefore out of the line of sight and Varys is poking around in an abandoned building so when the next volley of arrows comes out One is going to fly down and hit element in the arm for eight damage. All right. Aramil and Thrina, the missiles again go wide as they come down at you. Ellen.
5: I would like to again run up to maybe another building that would help me get to that location. Okay. And then, could I get into cover as well?
0: You're like, kind of crouched behind some rubble mm. near the base of the the one tower where they've been like most of them have been shooting from. Tharina.
1: I will just move. Okay, you're going to
0: take your whole turn with that. Then you're able to charge up the rest of the street, and you come in a little hot, but you're able to end up with your back against the building, standing next to Malkin. And Aramel. Okay, I'll move. Aramel makes it to the building as well. That means uh, Varus is a little ways away in an abandoned building on his own. The rest of you are now standing at the base of that building. It seems like there's at least one shooter in the building across the street. And so based on your best guess, that means that there are at least four in the building a couple stories up from where you are now. That brings us back to the top with Malkin.
2: Are we trying to go up or just get past?
5: I'd say probably try to um, go up and kill these guys. Me too. All
2: right. So, I mean, Malkin wants to keep moving... Uh, forward stealthily and maybe find like an entrance that he can kind of peek in to see if there's anybody
0: yeah yeah so you slide along the side of the building um you don't have to go very far till you get to a point where there used to be a pair of double doors there's now just a large opening in the wall you peek inside and see a pretty wide open room there are a lot of bits of broken tables and chairs scattered around the center of the room a lot of broken glass uh, along the wall to your left is what maybe is left over like the remnants of a bar and then you see a set of stairs in the right corner the, uh, on the far wall from where you are now uh, there's no sign of any movement based on that one little peak
2: well I want to like motion back with our already established uh, sweet hand signals mm-hmm. and say it's safe to go in and I go in and i pretty much am saying it's safe to go in by actually just going in stealth and uh, and it probably would make my way towards the stairs
0: if you're moving stealthily you can make it across the room And up the stairs far enough to kind of get a a glimpse of the second floor you'll you'll still be on the stairs but you can kind of see what's going on up there this looks like an area that would have been like rooms in an inn so a lot of smaller individual rooms most of those the walls have been broken down the the doors are are gone or in splinters on the ground again fairly open just at a glance doesn't appear to be any movement and about Ten to fifteen feet in front of you is the stairway leading up to the third floor. Go ahead and roll your stealth to see how you did with that. That's uh, twenty-five. Shit. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. You will, um, you will like a two. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, Varus. Uh, I don't know if you notice outright, but you definitely, I think, at this point have a sneaking suspicion that your companions are no longer in the immediate area. What are you going to be doing? Well, I guess I'll try to cautiously make my way into cover. Like up to the base of the building with everybody else? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings you to the base.
3: Of... Would I also know from my vast knowledge of history if the city was or was not built on rock and roll? <laughs>
0: Why don't you, why don't you roll a history check? All right. 28. Oh yeah. No corporate games or aims here. Hell yeah. Okay. I like it. That's my turn. Um, okay. The four of you outside the building hear an arrow go flying off. Uh, you're not even really sure who they were shooting at cause it was not anywhere near any of you. And then, and then it's element's turn. God, I hate when you roll out telling us why. I know. <laughs> uh,
5: all right, so I'm just gonna scavenge where I'm at, see if I can find anything
0: good. Okay. Roll perception. 18. You found a flask of oil, two uses, and you found a what I'm calling a warhammer polearm. So it's 1d10 damage, two-handed, range of 10 feet, durability of three. What a success. Thorina, you saw Malkin go rushing inside the building, Varus came running down the street to join you, Element has started digging through the rubble around the base of the building, and you heard an arrow fire nearby, but you didn't see where it went. You do know it came from the building across the street. What would you like to do?
1: Can I see how many entrances there are to the tower?
0: yeah there are at least two doors like one on the kind of the side where you guys were all gathering and then mm-hmm. there there looks like there's there's one around the corner um what are you thinking
1: i was gonna smash the like hallway so they can't get out of the tower and then they would either have to jump to their death or starve up there
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i love where your head is i
1: I just wish Malcolm wasn't up there. Do, yeah. God, if Malcolm wasn't there, I'd be fine. <laughs> but you, I owe do? Malcolm, so um, I'm going to go to the uh, two-story tower.
0: You run across the street. The door to this building is barely hanging on. All it takes is for you to drop your shoulder. You don't even lose a step as you crash through the door. This place is probably some type of sundry's shop. Uh, there are a lot of shelves and stands and other things that would like have held goods at one point. The shelves that aren't broken have been knocked over. Uh, It's a pretty big mess in there. At a glance, the room and the shelves and all that seem pretty empty. On the wall to your right, you see a set of stairs behind a desk uh, that looks like they will lead up to the second floor.
1: Uh, then Then I'm dead.
0: All right, Aramil? I would like to scavenge. Go ahead and roll perception. 19. Okay, so you have found... A small clump of urdu stock Um, it's a herb one use allows you to breathe underwater for 30 minutes and you found a wizard's half plate of shielding AC of 18 because it's plus three armor while you're wearing it you have a plus one to intelligence and it contains three charges of the shield spell nice it has 10 durability and is going to take up two of your item spots
4: all right that's it for me
0: so back at the top of the round malkin you have just rushed up the stairs and have made it to the second floor of the building you can probably hear your companions like moving around in the rubble uh, below you, but from where you are, probably not sure exactly what they're doing. Has
2: anybody followed me or no?
0: Not that you know of, but uh-huh. I mean, all right.
2: Well, I mean, like of the group, like yeah. The,
0: all right, yeah. Looking back, you don't see anybody who's coming up the stairs behind you yet.
2: Well, I feel like Malkin's like looking around, like down the stairs and up the stairs, and it's just like, gosh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just decides to keep stealthing up the stairs, trying to be as quiet as possible.
0: Okay, roll your stealth. Uh, 28 again. So you make your way up the stairs onto the third floor. Uh, the setup seems to be very similar. Looks like it was a hallway of rooms at one point. Most of the doors have been have been kicked in or broken down in some way. Big holes in the walls. Up here, some of the exterior walls have holes in them as well, so you can see out into the city moving stealthily or not moving quite as fast as you normally could if you were just flat out running, you are able to make it to the next stairway and probably partway up to the fourth floor. As a result of that... And you can hear a little bit of scurrying noise as uh, it sounds like some folks are moving around on the floor above you, on the fourth floor. Secrets. Onto to Varys. You're still down at the base of the tower. You had just been kind of scavenging through the rubble down there. What would you like to do? I'd like to scaven. Fifteen? You find a holy symbol that is rating in a little bit of magic. Um, this one has seven durability. That brings us to the other team's turn. So Malkin is creeping his way up the stairs, kind of pausing maybe for just a moment as he hears those voices like straining to listen and make something out. Then a masculine-looking elf kind of creeps their way to the top of the stairs and begins to start slowly moving down them. They are dressed very similarly to you, uh, with kind of just that leather loincloth. Almost every inch of their light brown skin is covered in swirling black tattoos. The patterns are somewhere between like a mandala and scrimshaw. His silver hair is pulled back into a high tight ponytail and he has a long bow and a dagger.
2: Dodge. Actually, uh, question. Yeah. Are the the sides of the stairs like open or is this like an enclosed stairway?
0: The one side is and the one side is closed cuz like an exterior wall. The other one is just a railing. And just a reminder for you in case it changes what you want to do, you are for the moment hidden with that stealth roll. I think you're going to, like, wedge against the wall of the stairs and in, like, a patch of shadows. So for the moment, they don't see you. Um, but you are also standing in the middle of a stairway that they're walking down. So your your stealth is not going to protect you for very long here.
2: All right, um, well, I'm going to, like, slowly pull the dagger, like, out of my, I don't know, it's probably attached to my belt or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, brace for a sneak attack that will book this guy up,
0: because now I get 76 sneak attack. so close. Nice. And the archer in the building with arena is going to take a shot. And it's not clear if they were shooting at Elliman or Varus as they were scavenging around, because the arrow just kind of flies off nowhere near hitting either one of them. So that brings us to Elliman. You are still outside on the ground floor. All right, I'm going to run into the building then, though. I'm going to go in the one where Malkin is. Okay. You might need some back. Okay, so you move into the building. You obviously don't see Malkin there because he's not on the first floor. If you want to just use all your movement, you could make it up to the second floor. Okay. Okay, so Elman is running up the building after Malkin. On the other side of the street, Dorena, you just entered the building there. You know the building is only two stories and that somebody was shooting at you and your companions from the second story.
1: Can I sneak up to the second floor?
0: You think that even though there's so much mess and debris scattered on the floor in here, that you should be able to pick your way fairly quietly through this room. 17? You feel pretty confident in your sneakiness as you make your way through all the ruined and toppled shelves in this room, and then up the stairs. The second story up here is pretty much, it looks like it's been pretty much gutted. And there's a big hole along the one side of the wall, and there's an elf um, crouched there, kind of like near the edge. He's got a broken longbow at his feet, and he is kind of just like peeking out at the the street below. Um, very similar to the one that Malkin saw. All the you know all their exposed skin is covered in like brown swirling tattoos. So you are in a position next turn to fuck him up because he has not seen you yet.
2: Great. Because
0: you're sneaky. So Aramil, you are. St- down outside the tower where most of the firing has come from so far. You've seen Malkin and Element rush into the building next to you and then Therina had rushed across the street and into the building over there. Alright, I am going to
4: try to go up and join uh, to where Malkin is.
0: Um, and what's your base movement speed?
4: 45 feet.
0: Okay. okay. Um, so I'll say you can just get to like the top of the stairs coming up to the the third story. Um, So you're not quite up there all the way, but you're in pretty good position if something goes down on the third floor. Okay. Okay.
5: Playing Fortnite not too long ago or PUBG?
0: No, um, I, I listened to an episode of Acquisitions Incorporated where they ah. did this. <laughs> okay, okay, gotcha. Um, this is a good idea, don't get me wrong. I'd like to find a blue pump shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this seems like kind of fun.
4: Um, yeah, it's tremendous. Also, you
0: used a lost reference in the ship, which is cool. Yeah, hell yeah, I did. <laughs>
4: I just want to run and start chopping down trees. I want to look for the hash. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He do you
1: remember the code? Forty-two something.
4: 42. Say we're good. My team. They're all set. Looking nerd alert over here. <laughs>